the story of Andrew Bagshaw. You're familiar with the name, of course, a Christchurch aid worker, missing in Ukraine still. There has, uh, uh, there have been claims from a Russian paramilitary organisation to have found a body. Uh, we don't know for certain yet whether it is or is not Andrew Bagshaw. It may be another aid worker. It may be a completely made-up story, uh, such as the situation in Ukraine right now. Former Defence Minister Wayne Mapp is with us this morning to shed a bit of light on what goes on in these situations. Thanks so much and um, appreciate you being available. Yes, good morning, Tom. Last we actually saw of Andrew Bagshaw goes about uh, back about a month, doesn't it? Some video out of the front line. He could be anywhere now, couldn't he? Well, the families to hold the gravest of fears for him. He, we've not heard from him, as you say, and uh, also we've had no report of his capture. But we've had this, uh, the, you know, the passports found on a body by the Wagner Group. I think that's probably true, um, that they did find that. It was right where he was. Um, and, you know, why would they lie about something like that? I just don't, I, you know, they might be mercenaries and they might have prisoners and so forth. I still don't think they'd actually lie about something like that. This is where our embassy, um, and indeed they will be working actively on this, and perhaps with more effect, I think, possibly than the British. And the reason being is that we've perhaps, New Zealand has been a little bit moderated in its stance. We've not gained the sort of same attention as uh, the British have. And so, yeah, and and indeed it's irresponsibility anyway, but they might be just have a better relationship. So in Ukraine right now, you'd expect those diplomatic officials to be trying to make contact with those who may or may not have him or may may not know the whereabouts of his body if he is indeed dead? I'm actually talking about our embassy in Moscow, um, primarily, and they will have direct contact with uh, you know the Russians and indirectly, obviously, to the, the Wagner mercenaries. And so they're, they're prob- you know, given that Solidar has fallen, uh, then that's probably you know the people's primary contact. There'll obviously be also contact on the Ukrainian side with the, the, the Ukrainians directly, but also with our uh, embassy in Poland and also the UK. So you, our diplomatic representatives will be doing the most that they can possibly do so. I'm confident about that. And also, obviously, the British will be doing so as well. When we have aid workers going into conflict zones like this, are there, are there protocols and arrangements with the authorities and uh, with diplomatic channels to keep contact with them? Yeah, well, I think that's probably... <laughs> it would depend on the individual. Some people kind of work, frankly, independently uh, through their particular aid organ- organisation. They don't want to involve the, the government too much. Others will at least advise uh, you know, the, the diplomatic representatives that are there and so forth. And, of course, families know as well. And they can, they obviously network as well. Well, having said that, every family does, but in this instance, the family did. So, uh, you know, there's a, a web of contacts. And, you know, our, our diplomats have highly experienced people. They know how to do things under pressure and stress. But it's your feeling that Andrew Bagshaw is now dead. 
I'm not going to say that, but obviously, the, you know, one has to have very grave fears and one's heart has to go out to the family in these very trying circumstances. What would the, uh, you know, in your role as minister, what, what would your advice be to people volunteering and offering to go into Ukraine, either, you know, as mercenaries, as some have, or to offer aid, humanitarian aid? I think the main thing is that they at least contact the authorities about which group they're with, um, what they're intending to do, and so forth. Uh, obviously, that wasn't going to be the case with um, Corporate Ebelin, who has sort of gone over there when he was not supposed to because he was, you know, had taken leave. But that's a different situation. Generally speaking, we would want people to at least do that. Um, because at the end of the day, people make their own decisions for for their own reasons, and that's part of all of our, you know, individual choices that we can make. And, you know, when we see the Ukraine situation has affected New Zealanders uh, deeply uh, generally, but obviously some people a lot more. Thanks very much for your time this morning. Appreciate your insight in the, the situation. Former Defence Minister Wayne Mapp. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy-girl snip, you've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip, you're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy, save yourself a shit ton of stress and money, you've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.